Hello and welcome to another episode of Pure Happled in Conversation. I am Victoria Bentley and I'm really excited to have seven, yes seven new partners joining me today to talk about something that permeates every aspect of our working life. There is no question that technology has transformed the way we do business, from open source industry collaboration with the BOM, to mapping buildings using spatial data in GIS, to how Teams has allowed us all to ditch the commute and work effectively from home, tech is ingrained in both the processes and outcomes of our profession. But is there a danger that we rely on it too heavily? Does overuse of tech inhibit the creative process and create barriers to true connectivity between colleagues, with clients and with new graduates? Earlier, I spoke to Yasmin Ramaji, Panji Granger, Christoph Staszewski, May Wren, Elliot Felix, Robert Okpala and Abhijit Kulkarni about their attitudes to tech, what tools they use and how new digital services are transforming outcomes at Bureau Happold. Here's my first question to them and here's what they had to say. Do you think that technology has an image problem in that people do it, People, there are some people that do it and everyone else just gets on with their work is the increasing complexity of tech and new tech products a barrier for your average engineer? So I think technology did have an image problem a few years ago where it felt like a barrier, but now, at least within Bureau Happold, it doesn't feel at all like it is. Um, it's just part and parcel of everyday work and everyone has just embraced it and it has made working just so much easier, more efficient and just made so many things more accessible than they used to be. I, I, I would say it's interesting. I always have this thing about um, our emerging tech enabled talent and our experienced practitioners, they say like, like myself who didn't grow up with the uh, same kind of technology. You know, technology for me was uh, eight track to CDs sort of thing as I was growing up. So so I have this thing about this sweet spot between, you know, being able to engage the sort of this emerging talent who's tech enabled and actually is looking at new workflows versus an ex experienced practitioners who, you know, see, uh, or let me call, speak about myself, see the world, how they sort of grew up in design. And I think it's quite exciting, actually, because we're learning new workflows and it feels like we're learning from each other. You know, when I sort of grew up, your sort of senior engineer was your be all and end all. And now it's sort of, you know, there's an opportunity to learn e from each other and it feels more like a sorcerer and sorcerer's apprentice. I think there's different variants of technology and depending on what that variant is, depends on the image. So if you look at the evolution of the computer and you look at how that's evolved particularly over the last 20 years people coming through that are involved in using the computer and the, and the computational space find it very appealing and, and very interesting but when you look at some of the old school heavier engineering like some of the maritime some of the automotive uh, and even some of the infrastructure I think that image that's there that would be one that's worth researching and, and getting more traction in terms of how people perceive that because 50 60 years ago that was maybe the bit that was more appealing to everybody i'm not so sure that's the case 
but I think the, the digital space, I think the computational space, that definitely excites people in, in the current times. I think that generally technology at the moment, especially in this time, save us a lot here and all this working from home, such pandemic, if it happens, I don't know, 20 or 30 years uh, earlier, that would be really difficult problem yeah, to to organize a work. Uh, even a year ago, it was quite difficult to imagine that we can work from home that we are able to provide uh, projects, uh, work uh, with such efficiency without sitting in one office, uh, without meetings face to face, meeting with clients, etc. So from that perspective, I think uh, it saved us. And this is in fact part of our life. I'm not sure if uh, it is difficult to, to say probably that the technology have some problem with with image because it is part of our life yeah, of course we can try to find some elements of technology maybe had some problems uh, and divide generally whole technology for some smaller pieces but it is uh, fantastic to have this technology and it is part of our life and i'm not sure if we how we how we could imagine world without this technology and i'm just just going to interject there Obviously, the processes, how we work, are easier with technology. Do you think our designs are better as a result of technology? Still, I believe that working in office is much better because uh, we feel the team spirit. It is completely different way of working. So uh, this times and working from home, it is uh, option B. Uh, however, I still believe that we will come back to office and we will still work with face-to-face -face meeting, with uh, meeting people, and for me, it is still a better way. To be in the office. Would, yeah. Who would agree with that? May and Yasmin, do you, yeah. are you desperate to get back to the office? I like the mixture and certainly going back to office to meet with people and meet with client. I think this is essential and to get us back to the, the real uh, proper business, a sustainable business. Um, in terms of technology, I, I do believe that uh, technology will be here to stay. Uh, we have to embrace it. So they did have some image problem in the past uh, due to some kind of uh, glitches. But uh, it's such evolving, fast evolving technologies and, and changes. I think we've got to embrace it in a way. And then in the past, the people talk about smart cities and the smart grids. But now we've seen more and more these kind of smart uh, applications which will help us to design the built environment for the better. And uh, to respond to the, going back to the office uh, portion of the conversation, I would agree that it's important to have some aspect of face-to-face -face back in our lives, but I also think it's really important for us to not lose sight of everything we've learned in the past year about some ways in which remote working and being accessible um, has helped. And I think it's especially important when you start thinking about equity, being inclusive, it opens up so much more room for uh, opportunity for, for lots of different people who are at different phases in their lives to be able to juggle. And for me personally, it's, it's huge. I have a six-year-old boy. I definitely spend way more time with him now than I ever did, um, even as a baby. And, and it's been fantastic. But I desperately also miss interacting face to face with my team with with the uh, clients with you know everyone on the screen right now um, and 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 there's a nice balance and 
that balance is different for different people. And it's really important to try and figure out how to make it work because I think that's at the core of, um, of making Bureau Happold equitable and inclusive. Yeah, I do, I do, I do wonder about that because it's an interesting point because, you know, I've seen technology, particularly when I was in the Middle East, where it really does feel like you're in the same room over, over the computer. In what way? And What's that? Well, What's just, that? In, yeah. just, just in terms of uh, video conferencing, you know, these video conferencing suites where it feels like, you know, you're in different parts of the world, but you actually feel like you're in the same room. You can see people's nuances in their face and things like that. You know, going back to Yasmin's point, everybody is different. You know, for example, I've noticed that emerging talent can have a intimate relationship over social media in terms of connectivity you know, and being able to develop things and engage in design, you know, all over say, social media, whereas for me, it's sort of, oh, can't get my head around it. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think understanding that flexible scenario where technology can help us to be comfortable in being able to engage with it in a way that suits us. So if I'm one-to-one -one in the office, I also know I can engage with somebody remotely, but it feel like, you know, we're in the same room. We're engaging with each other, we're here, we're present. Often we're on these calls and, you know, they're happening so fast. Are we, you know, how much are we really engaging? When we're face to face, it feels like we're engaging a lot more. I think if you look at technology for us and you look at that just in the last year alone, it's actually been one of our differentiators. Our ability to transition very seamlessly around about March, April last year, and to be able to continue doing what we're doing and, and do it well. You look at the, the softwares that we have, you, you look at how we're able to continue using those softwares remotely, you look at how we're able to continue on our projects. A lot of our competitors struggled with that in, in a, what was a very difficult time and still is a difficult time. So our ability to be able to, to use technology to, to be able to improve on what we have is one of our key differentiators as Bureau Happel. Uh, and it allows us to do a lot of other things that maybe some of our competitors are not able to do in these current times. If you look at software like Revit, where we have the ability to work remotely on, the, on that Revit, where a lot of people are confined by service, uh, that is a big credit to not only our IT, but our computational team. Uh, our, our ability to develop some of the rapid prototyping remotely that a lot of our competitors don't even have. Uh, and to push some of the climate stories, the embodied energy and the, and the operational energy stories um, remotely. I think that that's a, a big, big differentiator for us as Bureau Hapwood, that maybe we don't give ourselves the level of credit we, we need. Would you agree, Abhijit? We haven't heard from you yet. Only thing which I can say is, I was a bit late, can you hear me? Can you see me? Those sort of things. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the kind of thing in a tech conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you are jumping from one call to other call, and as Robert was saying. Oh, it's exhausting. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. It is exhausting. But yes, I mean, to be honest, uh, it has taught us a lot in the last year or so. Uh, it has taught us alternative way of doing business. Uh, things which we thought that, you know, working from home may not work for consulting business. It's not for brain business. It's more of for people who are, you know, sitting computer editing and and, and uh, you know programmers. All that has just gone fast. We have learned new ways of dealing with it.
whether it is efficient or not it depends on how your you know your, your surroundings are how your connectivity is and and then how people feel about it but i think that going forward we we would be looking for something like a mix mix bag we would be looking for a key people uh, sitting in office uh, some project leaders some client face individuals uh, who would be required to be in office and facing client but there are then there are doers who could who could perhaps visit office once a week or so and then use their time more efficiently and in you know i don't know about your your respective um, geographies but working in mumbai and you know a franji would know this commuting in mumbai is a hassle you know pe- people spend something like an hour or so um, maybe more one way you know they can save it or they can probably have a peaceful time during that period and be more efficient so i think we are looking for something like a mix back um, you know eventually we'll see how it goes but especially in mumbai we are definitely looking for a mix back and and yes i agree with panji that we have in terms of competitors and and in india there are competitors all the way from one table consultant to multiple uh, multinationals like us we have definitely had an edge thanks to the technology thanks to revit 360 thanks to teams all that has helped us significantly in delivering and not delaying any project yeah commu- the commuting has made a big difference hasn't it and, yeah, and robert absolutely. Absolutely. yeah i know the commuting in the, in dubai as robert does was horrendous in terms of we've talked about how we work but what about the tech as in terms of new digital services that we can offer at Bureau Happold or are offering already can anyone tell me a bit about the way tech has transformed what we offer as the as engineering consultants oh it's it's an exciting time that is a really exciting piece you look at the the work that we're doing with the smart biz you look at the work like robert's doing with with google uh, and the, the digital consulting uh and then you look at the climate change and the evolution of that uh, and the data gathering uh, capability we have it's a really exciting time to marry together some of our core services with some of these emerging digital uh, consulting services as well and I, i think that transition as we go forward over the next 5 to 6 years will become very exciting for us as your apple it's quite interesting because the construction industry is quite a bit slower <laughs> I say how slow and then the number of other industries in terms of taking up uh, technology um and let's say there's lots of room for for improvement and I, and I, and I think you know what's good about us as Bureau Hapold I think we got it from quite a long time ago that you know data um is the new oil so to speak I mean we are seeing that data um insights and and being able to collate and understand data and organize it in a way that helps us to drive things like performance and uh, business intelligence outcomes um is really going to be part of the conversation around transforming things whether it's organizations projects you know trying to reach net zero carbon etc you know in my mind i think the technology piece and the way that we use it goes hand in hand with things like workflow um engagement processes that help you to have common understanding because without that um too much data is overwhelming and we're seeing it all the time we we are overwhelmed by data i mean you know we go on projects 
and and um, everybody wants data about everything. But are we using that effectively? Is it helping us to be more effective? Well, this is where the engagement, common understanding, all of that type of stuff helps to really focus on what is it that we're trying to achieve together as a team. So the technology with the humanistic piece for me is, is really key. Yeah, but also this, this technology help us a lot to improve our internal efficiency. And we are, thanks to all the scripts, all uh, clever tools, which we are inventing here, in fact, in our company, it makes that people can concentrate more or some more creative things to develop other stuff, not on some repetitive and more not developing, let's say, elements. Yeah, So that's also, it is something great to have within the company, which helps develop people and, and do next step. I think the construction industry is a very kind of slow moving industry, has a lot of dispersed um, facilities about the data uh, in a moment. So we help a lot of public sector com um, organizations to get to the energy audit to find the data, energy data of the old uh, project uh, um, logbook. I think that's something, another kind of uniqueness of, of Bill Hubble, what we can offer. And we also have the, you know, the technology called GIS uh, to help map out the spatial information as well, to make the, the buildings and the cities and different scales of data collection and, and the machine learning. We, we talked about how far ahead we are, but how, how far ahead are we in terms of these technological offerings in comparison to our competitors? Do you think we're just as good as, as the others, yet we don't shout about it enough? We've been doing more and more consulting, looking holistically at the student experience uh, at universities and colleges, and increasingly that experience is online. I'm, certainly over the last over the last year, you know, online learning I think has been uh, had been growing at about 10% a year, and you know, roughly a third of students were taking at least one course online, and that became you know upwards of 90, 95% uh, almost overnight. And so increasingly, we've been doing these these studies to understand the student experience. Everything from you know how the admission process goes to how they get career advice to um, how they pay their bill to how they talk with a librarian and really everything in between. You know the interesting thing is that it's for us it's been a combination of design thinking, um, engagement, communication, and technology that I think has been our uh, unique selling point. And re recently we went up against, uh, we won a project student experience consulting project uh, against Deloitte, you know, and so Deloitte is, you know, bright spots, 15 people within the Bureau Happel family and Deloitte's, I think 300,000 people and Huron is, I think 7,000 people. So clearly we've got something over our, over our competitors. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you go. We're doing something right. I don't know. <laughs> Love the tangibles. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, one... it's a good feeling to beat somebody three three thousand times your size. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I I was just gonna say, you know, I think I think one of the approaches that Bureau Hubble has taken with technology and computation that does set us apart from our competitors is, is, is the bomb. 
um, you know, which is which is uh, accessible and open source, accessible not to just all bureau holders. It's accessible to the world if they choose to venture into it and you know add code, look at it, and that open source nature of it, I think, goes to show how how we do want to share and improve it for the industry. And then what the the fact that we don't have this core group of computational specialists only who operate in this techno uh, developing of you know the various tools and codes is critical to the fact that you know everyone at Bureau Hapolix um, embraces it, contributes to it, and extracts from it. Um, and I think that that does differentiate us, set us apart, and give us a little bit of a uh, uh, I think you know more than what others are doing uh, because of that, because it allows everyone to contribute to it and extract the best out of it. So I want to talk about the future, the future of you, the future of your roles as partners, and the future of technology. What are you excited about in your new role? What, how are you going to? How is your work going to change when you move from uh, employee to partner? And what are we going to be able to offer clients? in the next 10 years what's what's going to be what's going to really change the way you work and the way we do projects working as a partner thankfully i i was recruited uh, at that level to start with and so i, I i'm new to Birahapur, I mean, less than two years and i'm filling in a huge shoes of somebody who's retiring as a one of these touching stalwart anil right so i as a result of that uh, the kind of legacies left in India uh, for Birhapur. There's a lot of things that I have to up myself, uh, and and uh, with the clients, with uh, outreach, with technology, every day. Right. So there is there is going to be that challenge uh, to up myself and making sure that people should forget literally Anil and then say that okay, you know what, Anil was there, but Abhijit is better. I and mean, that's a challenge for me. And then in terms of technology, I would see that the young lads, uh, you know, we might have discussed this before I joined, young lads, the young guns from the team, they have embraced it much faster uh, compared to the experience. I think Robert was saying that. Uh, and then uh, what, what we have to do, and we started already, is ask them to teach us. So they become our teacher, irrespective of seniority and irrespective of years of experience and other stuff. So these guys are going to be our teachers for at least for next six to eight months to bring the leadership up to speed because we are kind of aged brains, I would say, that to grasp that technology that quickly, it becomes a bit difficult. But uh, in, in terms of offerings, what we are looking for is upgrade ourselves into our uh, uh, upgrade ourselves uh, into our computational and carbon embodied embodied carbon and uh, operational carbon offerings problem in indian conditions i don't know what what is in, in your respective countries but the problem in indian conditions if you if you give this test to the client they become habituated with it and then they negotiate your fees saying that yes i'm giving you whatever one dollar extra to get that extra work to be done and and we then become just another sort of service provider rather than capturing that uh, you know niche uh, or, or capturing that um, know-how so that's where the challenge is going to be that how we sell this to our clients uh panji over to you are you excited about your new role and how do you see the future um yeah 
for me, it's exciting being in Chicago. Uh, I think uh, in the partner role, it opens up uh, the opportunity to really explore the Midwest for the USA. Uh, I, I think working in partnership with, with Elliot and, and team, particularly with what Brightspot's um, bringing to the table with the consulting and, and the advisory services, I, I think is a really exciting time as we go forward. I look at the technology. Uh, what gets me excited is the uh, net zero and the decarbonization story. And what I really get excited about is how we're able to marry together our cities, our, our traditional core services with the sustainability and consulting and, and go into the market with the bomb at the, the source of that, showing how we can bring value and differentiate ourselves from our competitors to drive down our carbon usage and then create this decarbonization narrative under net zero. That for me for the next uh, four to five years is really important. And then where we take it in 10 years, I think becomes really exciting as a practice. There is, of course, I'm excited, a bit scary. So there is some mixture of, of different feelings. I think that the change will be done not in one step. It will be kind of the process. So. So my role will be changing a bit more in terms of being a contact person uh, in Warsaw office for, for external clients, for for work winning, etc. And of course, for uh, building uh, a brand on Europe market. Of course, technologies that will be significant part of that here, we try to be the leaders of uh, smart solution of uh, uh, technology used in our projects, uh, for sure it is important element and I think it is a future for us. Fantastic. Elliot, you had your hand up next. Uh, sure. Are you excited? Are you excited about your new role? I am. I am excited. It's, it's a lot of change during a time of change, but we're um, we're very excited to have the support to scale and to have such amazing complementary services in sustainability, in technology, in economics, and um, we're already doing great things together. We're, we're working on a market study for a university that wants to know if they should create this new degree program. And, um, and I think it's a great uh, testament to our, uh, how we can complement each other because we're doing a kind of a needs assessment, understanding who the students of the future are, what they want to learn, how they want to learn, what their interest is. And then the economics group is saying, you know, how much they'll pay and how many of them there are and what the capture rate can be and how elastic the demand is, which are all new terms that I'm learning in the last, you know, few months. We're, I think we're, we're very excited about that combination and the support and the services, but I think even more so to then apply it to fix some of the real, um, existential threats uh, within higher education. I think by and large, most campuses are overbuilt, you know, by our back of the envelope estimate, you know, as campuses start to account for online learning and remote work, you know, the average large research university is going to find themselves with a 10 to 20% space surplus. And so there's also more, there's 4,400 colleges and universities in the U.S. And um, there's there's sort of more seats than there are students. There's a coming demographic cliff. We're very excited to, you know, work with campuses and have the resilience and reuse conversation because I think these things go 
go hand in hand and there's there's much smarter ways for them to move forward as opposed to defaulting to building you know new buildings that they may not need and can't afford so i think i think that those are going to be exciting conversations that i don't think i don't think we would we could have on our own last year and now we can have them with the you know the best firm in the world. That's what that's what we like. Who else? Uh, would, who would like to speak? Who would like to speak on my top uh, May? I'm I'm excited. AI is kind of for me is a big shift in terms of mentality and for um, decision making. You know, in the past, I'm based in the UK, have been office director for a number of years. Sometimes when my uh, engineers and my cost, uh, colleagues ask me a question to make a decision in terms of uh, uh, research applications or uh, proposals, then you normally think, oh, it's up for the, uh, partnership to decide whether to invest or not. But now you are on the decision maker seats, the driving seats, how you make a decision. That's exactly about the mentality change and also think on behalf of the partnership, what is the best interest for us and for the staff. Uh, I think technology definitely is one of the biggest drivers to help our uh, health well-being and how we do business in future. So certainly I'm very excited about this, uh, yeah, put on the driving seat and how we uh, bring technology forward as a, as, a, as a business. Fantastic. Thank you, May. Yasmin, would you like to speak? Are you nervous? Sure, are you, are yes. you, what, is it the responsibility <laughs> or is this what you've wanted for a long time? Well, I'm super excited to be entering the partnership. The, the exciting part for me is that it goes from all these years, decades, <laughs> implementing the vision, you know, to really creating, having the ability to create the vision. And what's been tremendously exciting with that is to be able to do this while listening to the team. You know, BJ spoke about this in the sense that, you know, we need to learn from our our younger engineers. And and that's so true because we're, we're, we've grown in the United States. We're a big team. We're three, you know, over 300 now. And there's we want to be able to figure out where we want to go next. We want to be able to influence the growth in the United States. And we want to do that in a way that engages our team and what makes them passionate about joining the journey with us and to be able to listen to them and then to be able to create a vision that resonates, I think is super duper exciting. And then, you know, we're also at a time in of, you know, collective human history where we have the opportunity to affect change. We can really make a difference through everything we do within the built environment, and especially with the climate emergency that, we, uh, that we're facing right now. Um, we have the technology, we have the tools, we have the ability to make a positive impact, and, and having this platform really allows us to do that. And then I'm especially excited to see how, you know, we've grown in various markets within the U.S. We have several offices, and our New York office has, um, has grown, but, but we've also been very regionally focused and uh, very excited to look within into New York City and see how we can deepen our roots here locally while still supporting the growth of the U.S. and, you know, connectivity with the rest of the world as well. So there's just so much out there and it's just exciting to be able to go on that journey now. Fantastic. Thank you, Yasmin. And I think, Robert, last but certainly not least, last how are you feeling? Pretty good, I would say. Yeah, I mean, look, um, you know, I've been in Bureau Happold quite a long time. Um, the excitement I feel is still here, which is, which is, you know, goes back to Bureau Happold, you know, the reason why 
I've been here for so long is because every day, you know, excites me. I mean, I've joined a partnership with a cohort that is fantastic. You know, this cohort and the last co cohort, um, there is so much energy, so much drive. I think coupled with the existing partners, we have a phenomenal team and it just feels really electric to be uh, in this place at the moment. I mean, for me, there's a transition period between, you know, leading the building environments team to starting to lead our business, you know, working with Yasmin on the New York, uh, New York team, you know, helping to amplify our design brand in New York, you know, helping and supporting the others around the region is exciting. Building on the sort of trusted advisor role where technology is, you know, to be honest, is what I'm passionate about. I mean, I joke about it, but I actually think the combination of technology, um, workflow, engagement, working together is our sweet spot. You know, we know about buildings, we know about people, we know about technology, and through that we gain insights to help our clients to achieve either more from their assets, more from their organisations to achieve their goals, whether it be net zero carbon or whether it just to be um, the best in class. And for me, that's, you know, super exciting. So, you know, what more could I ask for? Thank you so much. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you to all of you for your insight. And if anyone has any questions or comments on the topics raised here, please feel free to contact my guests here at Bureau Happold. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to listen to our deep dives into equity and climate in our other partner discussions. I am Victoria Bentley. This was Bureau Happold in Conversation. And until next time, goodbye.